the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. We are live. It didn't look like we were going to be live, but we are here live. It is the date day edition of the program, which means Paula is live in studio with us. And uh, we want to thank uh, KSLR and the staff there, especially David, who braved the roads to get in to be able to produce uh, our, our program from the studio live. And so thank you very, very much. Um, Paula, I... I don't know if anybody's listening today Mm -hmm. or if everybody's listening today because they got nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, we wanted to to do the show, so whatever's on your heart, we'll go there. Just for those of you who might be tuning in, this is The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life. Just please don't call and ask when you're Electricity is going to get back on because we don't know. But right now we're here. We're relatively warm, and we'd love to have your calls. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. You made it too? I sure did. I was at home looking for something, you know, and it was like, girl, you need to get in the car. (laughs) You need to get on over here. The thing's going to start with or without you, so it's my day. I guess I better hurry up. So I just You know why? Why? Because 4 o'clock comes at 4 o'clock. That's exactly right. <laughs> and it was 3.51, and I was at the house still. Good thing we live close, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I still want to always remember to invite the ladies, uh, seniors in high school, to whatever age you happen to be in your life right now. You are welcome to join us um, for our women's retreat at um, Camp Buckner, March 3rd through the 5th. That's a Thursday evening to Saturday at noon. So you'll be home unless you stop for lunch like so many of us do. You, you, if you just came straight home, you'd be home by like 2. But the rest of us kind of roll in around 4. So, <laughs> uh, But you're welcome to. But there is a limitation. Um, we don't like deadlines, but there is a deadline for the T-shirt. So go online at calvarysa.com and order your T-shirt. And then today, Pastor Ron, our youngest of our five grandchildren mm-hmm. turns 9 today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then tomorrow, Multimedical turns nine. That's how I keep keep up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> one's on the third, one's on the fourth. So, um, yeah, pray for Anderson and Dr. Peter and Sheba. And, well, yeah, Dr. Peter is. Yeah, speaking of Dr. Yeah. Peter, please keep him in prayer. He's been asked to speak at a men's retreat at Alto Frio and Bas- Baptist Encampment out in Lakey, Texas. Um, this weekend, and it starts tonight mm-hmm. uh, through Saturday about noon. Yeah, uh, I and think they it's just, snowing, huh? They just picked like the coldest day ever. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's snowing. I think it's just ice and sleety, oh, and man, yeah. just pray that the traveling mercies for all of the men who are going yeah. uh, would be would be um, there, and mm-hmm. and they'd get there safely. And you know, last night here at the Bible, uh, our Bible study, I said, and please pray that the heaters in the room will work because you know <laughs> we've been there. When those air conditioning slash heater combos yeah, yeah. didn't work all that well. Oh, so. man. Oh, man. I just can't imagine. But 
men are a little hardier, you know. So, yeah. Most men. Yeah. <laughs> You're I, looking I'm at just, me like, not the one you married. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in my house today with the power off, and I'm shivering. I, I said, know. Paula, i got to go somewhere. Yeah, we got to. We did yeah. find out that the real emergency places remained open today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we made it to Magnolia House <laughs> for our breakfast. But other than that, we had an appointment that, that, that was canceled because they closed. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of in the same boat. Yeah. But it was just God's grace to me to keep me from like really being whiny. Well, okay. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero K S L R. You're so cute, Paula. It's your, I'm cute. You're so cute. Because, I didn't hear you. What, what? Yeah, you're so okay. cute. But you don't know what I'm getting ready to say oh. after. That. <laughs> so you might not want to have me continue saying you're so cute because even in your prayer this morning, because it was so cold, though we were sitting by our blazing fireplace. Blazing fireplace. It was blazing fireplace. It was. It was. It's a good fireplace. Um, and you had to pray, Lord, don't let me be a jerk just because it's cold. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> know your limitations. What can I say? <laughs> and for you wives out there, you have to know your husbands. You know, if, if they struggle with the coldness or whatever it is they struggle with, you got to know them for so you know how to pray and how to Holy Spirit. <laughs> take over, take over, Holy Spirit, so I don't respond in my flesh to, uh, you know. So anyway, um, it was, you're just so cute. So what I was thinking of, you know, I was asking the Lord, because I was sure we wouldn't have the show today. So I, I mean, I, I sort of kind of prayed in the night, but I sort of kind of didn't. <laughs> <laughs> thinking, we're not going to have a show today because it's too cold. They're not going to be at the at the office. And so while I was praying at home, Next to my blazing fireplace while you were here at the church, because they had the lights and the power on. And my space heater was on. And your space heater. But I was at home next to the blazing fireplace because I didn't want to leave the house with the blazing fireplace (laughs) alone. Um, And just waiting for the power to come back on. The Lord was saying, I want you to rejoice in all circumstances. And so I started listing how I could rejoice. Because our power... Even though it woke me up around 6.30 coming back on, I didn't even realize it had been off. But I heard some kind of loud noise. And so I was like, what is that? And it was, I guess, the Transformers or something close by that had blasted because it was loud. And, and so the power had come back on at 6.31. But then, you know, we went back to bed. or you, I went back to bed, but it went off, off. At 7.56. They went what? Off, off. Off, off. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Off, off at 7.56. But I started thinking, okay, Lord, you want me to rejoice in all circumstances. So this is what I started rejoicing about, that we have a home. We are not outside. Praise the Lord. We have a fireplace. And because it's you and me who live there, it's fake logs. Because when we looked outside our back window across the street, those people have, you know, Firewood, real wood. That, real wood that they have to. We don't know how to do that. And then who's gonna go out there and get it? Even if, <laughs> even if we knew how to do it, it would be me. You know why, why we don't have firewood? Go ahead. Spiders. Spiders. Yeah, that's true. That Fi- too. Spiders go to wood. And, yeah. And if you got firewood stacks, spiders uh-huh. come there. Okay. And and the spiders like the only thing in my life I'm afraid of. <laughs> and cold. And okay. Cold. No, yeah. I'm not afraid of cold. What you just hate cold? Yes, I just hate it. Just okay, okay. Yes. I know your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we have a gas fireplace. Praise God. And it gets just as hot. You know. And it's less messy. Yes. And we don't like mess. You don't house. like a mess. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. okay. And then I went on, I was thinking, I have thermal undergarments that I can wear. I have a coat. I have a hoodie. I have scarves. We have a large water heater. Because just brushing our teeth, (laughs) that water has to be going, it has to be hot. And then we do have a water cooler, you know, that gives us cold water and then scalding hot water. And praise the Lord, we have a large hot water heater for the house. And we have a pretty good size um, hot water side for our water cooler. 
Uh, the, uh, the list goes on. Okay. <laughs> then we have a car. And you always ask me, what kind of car do you want? Can I interrupt? Sir. We also have a son in Palm Desert, California. We could go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you asked Siri this morning. Oh, I better not say that too loud. Yeah. Mine might yeah. say, yes, Paula. <laughs> um, uh, what's, what's the temperature over there? And you found out, and you're like, let's pack. <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. Um, but you asked me, what kind of car? You know, Because I guess it's a lease we have. It's going to run out pretty soon. And this is my, my response. What's my response? Go ahead, tell it. I just want a car with butt warmers and butt coolers. There you go. That's all I need. I don't care what color it is. What I don't care about the coolers. I just want the butt warmers. Yeah. And then you said today, because we did get on our date day at, at the Pancake House, mm-hmm. you said they make cars that you can, what is it? Start remotely. You can start the heaters and the butt warmers remotely. While you're still in your mm-hmm. house next to the flaming sure. fireplace. That's what, all I could think about was, why don't we have a car that does that? <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, wives, know your husband. <laughs> okay. And he has to know you because I'm okay with that too. And then um, we, you and me, we knew how to, ma- well, actually, I knew how to manually open the garage door. You just go out and pull that lever down. But you were the man, Pastor Ron. I was so proud of you. You lifted that thing up. I held it up. For you me. held it up. Both of us are too short to... You know, when the power goes off, you can't get your car out. That's right. So we had to improvise. We had to improvise. And you were the man. I, I found a tool. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, I, no. Actually, you found the tool. I, I found the tool, tool. But you you held the thing up. But we are both too short to push it <laughs> To push it all the way up. So you held it up. Well, I backed the car out into the driveway. And then we both came back in and... Well, I came back in, and you could let the door down, and you were just the man. I was like, <laughs> look, look at this. This hey, is the guy I married. If you got it, you got it. <laughs> you know. Uh, then now, there people were... that know me know I can't fix anything. I have no uh, ability and not even a, a, any concept of how to fix something. Yeah. And so when something breaks in the Arbaugh house, it's usually the first word you hear is, Paula! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except this summer while we were on vacation. Remember? I'll remember this for the rest of my life. When I'm in the nursing home, I'll say, remember that time you fixed the hair dryer? Yeah, I fixed the hair dryer. Yeah, so you're awesome. Um, I just kept pushing buttons. <laughs> Till something worked. <laughs> something worked. There you go. Um, and then, since we had our car out of the garage, because priorities, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we still got to eat. And we couldn't cook at our house. And you're like, well, we got to make it to the pancake house. So, praise the Lord, there weren't many people on the treated roads and the roads had been treated like people had gone before us to make the high places low and the low places high for the king to come through to get to his pancake house. Um, So we had our date day breakfast and then it's really pretty awesome because I can't tell you how many people um, were texting us, you know, uh, offering their homes, you know, saying stuff like, we have extra bedrooms and you can have your own bathroom and we have food. It was so too sweet, and and so many people praying for us, you know, because, you know, they know I I have one job, is to take care of you, and and they're all praying that I would do my job, (laughs) because if they don't have Pastor Ron to help teach them, so there was no pressure on me, really, but a little bit. Okay, so in everything, give thanks. That's what you've done. That's what I've done, yeah. And then you know what else I started? Because... Not everybody is as fortunate as we are. They don't have a body of believers. They don't have um, a lot of the things we have. We've been homeless before. We know what that's, that can be like. It's really scary. And so, yeah. So the Lord said rejoice in all circumstances, even though this morning when we didn't have the power, I could still rejoice because, again, we had a, we have a home. We have each other. We got blankets and you know, we have family. We weren't going to just be stranded. I mean, even Sam here, you know, called this first thing this morning, if you need anything. Even last year when we were in the freeze in the hotel <laughs> with power, some of these precious people were calling us at the hotel. You need anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> you want to come over here to the hotel and take a shower? Come on. Actually, last year, last February in the hotel, 
uh, they ran because nobody was expecting this. Mm-hmm. They ran out of food yeah. after the first day. Yeah. And we were there for like four days. Yeah. And so some people did bring us some food, didn't they? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Okay. We just had a lot of food in our freezer because your wife is kind of um, not a prepper by any stretch of the imagination. They but, didn't even use that word. Yeah. Not even close. But we had food enough to run home from our freezer when we went to the hotel. We just took a bunch of stuff with us because they have a refrigerator in the room and they have a microwave. And so we had plenty. And so I just began to say, Lord, thank you for where you've brought us. Because, like I said, we were homeless before. We were the ones out on the street picking up pennies, trying to get 50 cents so we could, you know, let our car go downhill without any gas. We didn't have to turn the car on, just put it in neutral and spend that 50 cents or whatever it was, enough gas to get us back up to to the house, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful. It it's a perfect snuggle day, too, Pastor Ron. <laughs> it made me smile. You're talking about picking up pennies um, when we first got here, and we were so poor. <laughs> I mean, we were so poor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people, I, for some reason, people throw change out of their car windows. Mm-hmm. And so when I was walking up down Papago Road, the, you know, you'd find some change. you get a couple bucks sometimes, and, mm-hmm. and, and that'd be great. But the other thing that we did, because in California, we collected cans <laughs> and, and bottles or anything else because mm-hmm. it was deposits, and, yeah. and they have these machines uh-huh. that you can put the, the aluminum cans in. And they, in California, they give you pretty good money. Yeah. So we spent a whole day picking up cans one day. I mean, now, in the audience, you got to realize, we had nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the money was gone. Um, if we got to eat once a day, it was just minimally. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd see these cans, and we got a, a couple big trash bags full of cans. Yeah. And I thought, Paul, this would be eight, ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what our history was in California. Mm-hmm. And so we came into the, this one across the street from us. And we went over and dumped all those cans, mm-hmm. and it was like 37 cents worth. Yeah, yeah so I'm like 50. Yeah. And, and we just looked at each other, and you have a choice of crying or laughing. Mm-hmm. And so we just laughed. laughed. I mean, it was funny. It was like, it was like 37 cents. <laughs> Don't they care about the environment here? Recycling and all that stuff? And, and, and you know, it just so we can thank God that we're not picking up pennies and counting cans anymore. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I still pick up pennies when I see them pass around. <laughs> it's hard to break a <laughs> You know, I'm grateful when there's pennies because if you get five of them, that's a nickel. If so, I would, if I could see them, I would, but yeah, I can't I see them anymore. So. My baby. so anyway, yeah, so I am thankful. Rejoice the Lord always. He says rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And so in this time, it was like, Lord, I'm not going to complain. I'm just, I just refuse. I'm not going to complain. You're right here. He said, don't be anxious. And really, Ron, well, he had told me this, and I was praying this. The power came on. <laughs> You're way more spiritual than me. Because no. what I said was, Lord, I'm not going to complain out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's right there. That's, that's good. That's really good. That's taking... Don't want to embarrass you. Mm-hmm. Don't want to embarrass myself. That's right. But you know this is a struggle for me. Yeah. But when you called and said, power is on. You were happy, oh, yeah. happy, happy, happy. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Jesus or whatever <clears throat> else God put on your heart. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If there's anybody out there listening today, we'd love to know what you think or have any questions for us. We do the best that we can to answer them. Mm-hmm. Paula? Um, I was thinking about the Second Kings story that you you spoke of on Sunday, and the title was "When You Need Help, Go to Jesus." And um, you know, he asked Elijah. Elisha asked the the mom, who well, her husband had passed away, and now the man was going to come and take away her two sons and make them slaves in order to pay off the debt. And she's asking for help, and he says, what do you want me to do? What do you have in your house? I absolutely love that because um, in 
so many situations, Lord says, what do you have? You don't need a whole bunch. Just what do you have? I can use that. Yeah. And it seems, Paula, he always starts with what we have, never yeah. with what we don't have. Yeah. But he always starts with what we have. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you in the audience, if you weren't here at the first part of the week, uh, we talked on Monday about that, this message I did on Sunday, and it was to announce a new ministry here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Um, the Lord is, is having us start a free restaurant. And the story in Second Kings chapter 4, mm-hmm. uh, just the first seven verses, um, was sort of what the Lord used to sort of say, okay, it's time to do this now. Uh, this has been a vision that we've had for 20 years, mm-hmm. um, but it's one that you put sort of on a way, 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 way back burner mm-hmm. uh, because it just doesn't seem possible. And yet he's had us do a free school. He's had us do a free doctor's office. He's had us do uh, a free home mm-hmm. for for uh, moms and ladies mm-hmm. who are in trouble. And, you know, when you, um, you, you give God a chance to do something, uh, just by saying yes, you see so much fruit. You get to the place where nothing is impossible. You said tomorrow is Malta Medical's birthday, mm-hmm. um, and 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 for nine years we've been treating people with no money at all, no insurance. There's there's no source of revenue at all mm-hmm. in it, and and all of these ministries are supported by the church here uh, at Calvary Chapel. And so this one, the biggest step of faith ever, because it is the most cash intensive, uh, this was just one God says, okay, I want to show people unusual kindness, and unusual kindness is the name of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we are now trying to finalize a deal on a space. Um, uh, Then we've got to have an architect come in and do all the things. So it's not, we're not going to be able to start it for a while. We've got to build it and do those other things. Um, But, uh, but we're, we're in full swing and uh, it was it was just God saying, what do you want me to do? What do you have? Mm-hmm. And he didn't say, wait till you get a million dollars or wait till you get uh, $5 million. Or he, he just said, let's use what you have. Mm-hmm. And what we've got is we've got, and I explained this to the church on Sunday, we've got a bunch of beautiful empty jars. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the people here at Calvary Chapel, they're excited. We're praying for this vision. And uh, many, many, many of the people here just saying, okay, Lord, uh, we're all in on this. We trust you. And and what all of us are going to be able to do is we're going to be able to say, I saw God do something that was miraculous. You know, just like the, the widow and her sons mm-hmm. were rescued mm-hmm. uh, from, from being torn apart. Yeah. Um, um, they weren't rescued because they prayed for and received a miracle. They were rescued by by being obedient, doing with the little bit they had what God told them would happen. Yeah. And um, so that that's kind of the, the back story on what you're saying now. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. No, that's what it's all about, Pastor Ron. I just kind of give you the idea and then you run with it. That's awesome. I love it. So anyway, um, I love how you said God has already given us all that we need. And we don't think like that. We just think like you were saying earlier, I can't do that. I, you know, I've never done this before or it's so outside of my comfort zone. But you say, and, and this makes a lot of people who like to be comfortable. Um, God never wants us to be comfortable. Not ever. That doesn't seem right. But Com- it's, comfortable is an enemy of fruit. Yes, in it's an lives. enemy. It just says, um, I lack faith in God, who is the one who's at work to will and to do in me. So because I can't do it in my own mind or better yet, in my own strength, I'm not going to take that step of faith. And so the Lord said, no, 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 don't be comfortable. I want you to go. You see his hand outstretched saying, come with me, come this way. And because... We're his sheep. We hear his voice. He says, follow me. And you've been praying for 100 years. Well, you're not that old. A lot of years. <laughs> um, Lord, you know, I want to be so close to you that if you stop, I'm going to bump my nose on your backside. But the Lord is always moving, always moving. And so he doesn't want us to be comfortable to go. And whatever we have, God will sustain Here's the coolest part. Be bold, ask and think, 
bigger. That's a lot of our problem as well. If we if we ask or think bigger, ooh, that's the ooh, you know, ooh, what's that entail? Am I gonna go to China? You know, <laughs> that's an inside joke because I didn't ever, I never did want to go there. Um, but to be bold, ask and think bigger. Well, I don't know how many people have been listening <clears throat> to this radio program. But I've been praying for Rolling Oaks Mall forever. And so I still am. Uh, if it's God's will, I should pray that. Because, you know, I've been, I'm not praying in a demanding sort of way, but it would be kind of cool that, you know, because, I mean, I don't even know how they continue existing. But so anybody out there want to join with me? Pray for Rolling Oaks Mall because anybody got about $250 million? Awesome. Well, the Lord does. All the money in the world is still here. And so it could happen. <laughs> Paula will pick up on the other side of the break. Thanks for tuning in today. This is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life 340 9585 or toll free 877 630 KSLR. If you're out there, we'd love to talk with you. We will be back on the other side of the break. We'll see you in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the Date Day edition of the program, 340-9585. Paula, we have at least one person listening today. Because Angelica (laughs) from Converse is on line one. Angelica, thank you for calling. You are on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. So I had a question. So I read in First Peter that faith is given by God. And I had a question if, if that was a gift from God or I'm not sure if this is the right question, but that's what's on my heart is if faith is a gift from God or if it's something that we naturally have once we believe in Christ Jesus. Good question. Thank you, Angelica. Tell those twin boys. They need to be quiet during the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had some questions, too. Yeah, Mom, you asked that. Yeah. That's right. We need to know that ourselves. Yeah, uh, it's a wonderful question, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the passage that I'm going to refer to, uh, Peter talks about the, the gift that, that God gave him. Uh, but uh, Ephesians um, uh, chapter 2 says that we are saved by grace. Now, grace is unmerited favor. Um, through faith, and then he says, even that the faith is not of yourselves, it is. The faith is a gift from God. So, uh, Angelic, everything that we receive from God is is received by faith. Everything. And it's a gift. Now, a lot of Christians, we have the faith to say yes to asking for forgiveness, to confessing our sins, to accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And once that transaction is complete, uh, too many Christians, we stop trusting God at that point. And what Paula was talking about in the first half of the program, where we walk forward trusting God based on his faithfulness and based on his track record, that's when it really pleases the Lord. But the, 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 the faith to believe is a gift from God. The faith to live, however, Angelica, is something that needs to be exercised. We need to actually do something. And by faith, we walk every day. Without faith, Hebrews eleven six says, it's impossible to please God. Um, we're told that we're to walk by faith and not by sight. And a lot of us, we sort of ditch the, 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 the faith that lives every day. Because when we follow Jesus, he leads us into some of those really scary places. And when we're in those scary places, those are the times we have to remember, Jesus, your track record has been great. You saved me. You've shown off for me time and time again. So I'm going to obey you. And when we obey him by faith, and that's what faith is, it's active trust. When we obey him, then God smiles on us. And then he knows he's got a Christian that he can really do something through. And sadly, Paula, too many Christians are sort of spectators to what God is doing instead of being participants in what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Just like the lady 
you know, when the, when Elijah told her, you and your sons gather all of these jars. And not a few. And not a few. Get all that you can. And I will fill them up. Can you imagine if they didn't walk by faith in obedience to what the man of God said, they would have been shortchanged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you know, walking Paula, by faith is huge. A lot of people aren't familiar with that story. But um, um, if, if the, the widow and her sons uh, would have said, go get jars. We're going to fill these jars. Mm-hmm. Use what you have. And all she had was a little packet or mm-hmm. a, a sort of a flask size uh, container of, of anointing oil. Mm-hmm. And um, if she would have said, well, I, I, you know, go get a couple jars because a little tiny bit of oil we've got in this thing, mm-hmm. that won't even begin to fill mm-hmm. one jar. Yeah, this don't make sense. This does yeah, not so, make so sense. So don't go bothering our neighbors. And that. They mm-hmm. could have done that. Yeah. But when, when the man of God, Elisha, told them that um, uh, go gather all the jars you can mm-hmm. and not a few, mm-hmm. when he told them that, they could have said, well, that doesn't make sense. Or they could have said, well. He's the man of God. We're not. We're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And because they were obedient, their faith was rewarded. And they were able to pay off all of their debts mm-hmm. and uh, everything else. So that, that's, that's, Angelica, what it means to walk by faith. But every gift from God, whether it's the faith to be saved or the faith uh, where we're given opportunities to walk in trust by, by trusting God, mm-hmm. uh, all of it is a gift from God. That's Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Yeah, that was awesome. I love you. Hi, Des. So, Hi. So okay, go ahead. More questions, okay? okay. Is it okay to question God? Like to ask him, is, this our, is it okay to question him? Not in defiance, but in like, are you sure this is the right thing for you to do? Because I have flesh, you know, and well, everyone has flesh. And so I just wonder, is, am I obedient by questioning him? Yeah, Angelica, it's, 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 let me put it this way. It's, it's always okay to ask God questions. You may not get answers. I mean, that's what faith is, mm-hmm. trusting in what you can't see based on his track record, on his faithfulness. Uh, so it's always okay to ask God's questions, but it's never okay to question God. And I think that's what you mean, not in defiance. Uh, when we question God, God, why are you doing this? Or God, why are you letting this happen? That's never okay. But but when we have real questions, God's big. He can He can deal with those questions. So we ask the questions. Now, here's where it gets a little bit tricky. Because when we ask God, uh, for example, when he sent Paul and I to San Antonio uh, all those years ago, uh, it, w- it was simple for us to say, okay, God, well, well, why San Antonio? And the answer I got was, that's where I'll be waiting for you. He didn't tell me what was going to happen or how I was going to do anything or how we were going to provide for anything. But he just said, that's where I'll be waiting for you. So that was a why question that was okay to ask. But once I knew for sure that that's what he wanted me to do, anything short of obedience, Angelica, would have been sinful. And so uh, it's a matter of, okay, God, you're in charge. I'm not. It may not make sense to me, but it's going to make sense to you. What you don't want to do is fall into what I call Gideon's trap. Because Gideon, when he knew what to do, God appeared before him. Jesus appeared before him. And... um, um, he knew exactly what God told him to do. There was no difficulty in understanding the orders. Uh, and yet he threw out a fleece. God patiently acquiesced. And then when he knew what he was supposed to do, he said, okay, just let me bother you one more time and throw out another fleece. That's really a lack of faith. Now, here's the thing that I think will comfort you, Angelica. And, and, and I've said this many, many times over the years. The minute you take a step of faith, the devil's going to start causing you to doubt. Mm -hmm. Did God really say? That's his first lie to humanity in the Garden of Eden. And he's been saying that lie ever since. And because we have flesh, as you said, and we're not sure we're right, here's the thing you have to learn. If your heart is right with God, if you're willing to accept the will of God, and your heart is right with God, then you don't have to be right. And there are times... Angelica, when he's even let me make some steps on my own that were outside of God's will, and then he stopped me because my heart was right. So if your heart is right, you don't have to be right. Don't put that kind of pressure on you. God takes care of his own. 
That makes sense to you? Yes, it does. It's very comforting to hear that. Okay, good. Good. You know, Paula, there were a lot of times when I believed that, that I could ruin God's plans. Mm-hmm. But we remember the scriptures say, He who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. And he is the author or the beginner and the finisher or perfecter of our faith. And too often we Christians, we sort of take the approach that, okay, God, you started this, but now you can trust me. I'm going to finish it. Mm-hmm. And we get ourselves in trouble that yeah. way. Yeah, and, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in, to be that perfect Christian instead of resting in his finished work on our behalf. I, and forever, uh, you have been just constantly with that, you know, Philippians, he who began the good work will be the one faithful to yeah, It doesn't it. depend on us. It yeah. depends on him. Yeah. All we got to do is tuck in behind him mm-hmm. and go. Yeah. And he's and, going to tell us things that don't make sense. Yeah. He's going to say things to us, do this, and it's going to scare us to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but we go scared. Yeah. And then over the years, God shows you just how faithful and powerful he is. And then you get to the point like where I was describing in the first half hour of the program, where you just you just can't even imagine missing out yeah. on what God wants to do. This restaurant, um, free restaurant, is crazy, crazy, crazy. And um, there's not a single person on planet Earth who thinks it makes sense. Not I, one. I do. Well, okay. I but, used to but, think you were yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Lord, this man you gave me, and I would run to the restroom and pray because I didn't want to, like, call you crazy in front of you, you know. But I would run to the restroom. Lord, this man you gave me. I know I'm just a kite string, but it looks like this is out of control, and we're going to crash and burn. And the Lord would be like, uh, I'm holding, I'm the kite string and I'm holding it. Ron's the kite mm-hmm. and you're the kite string. So will you just learn to trust me? Yeah, the Bible, Bible says more than 300 times. You know, I've heard people say it's 365 times. It's one for every day of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. No. But more than 300 times, cover to cover, the Bible mm-hmm. says, do not be afraid, mm-hmm. or, or words to that effect, fear not, yeah. um, do not worry, be anxious for nothing. Yeah. Uh, and yet we're still anxious and fearful and yeah. all those things. Mm-hmm. So there comes a point where we've got to say, okay, God, this is on you, and I'm just going to be here with you. Yeah. And, and you know what I like about this? And this is just God being kind to, to, to us. <laughs> Uh, but I love the fact that, that that God has proven himself. We take steps of faith, and then other people think that I have this great faith. When in reality, uh, he supplied it all. Yeah. And there's just nothing at all that has to do with me. This is about God is still looking for people who will say yes to whatever he says. Yeah. You and me coming to San Antonio made no sense at all. Yeah. I had a good friend, you remember, who said... Well, well, you know, Paul is black. And San Antonio is in the South. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was really God? Mm -hmm. And my only response was, his name was Bob. I said, Bob, I think God knows that Paul is black. Uh And, and, you know, that was it. Yeah. And he told me he was just trying to talk me out of it. Yeah. Uh, because he loved me, mm-hmm. and he said, if I could talk you out of it, I knew it wasn't God. Mm-hmm. So so that was just a test. Yeah. And God puts those tests in our lap. Yeah. Angelica, thank you very, very much. Mm-hmm. Give those boys a hug for us. We love you with all of our heart. Yeah. 340-9585, if you have any questions or comments uh, in our last uh, half of our last half hour. Yeah. Paula? Yeah. If I, what you said really resonated, too, because you said it's because of our own fear, our own inadequacies that we kind of make those bigger than God thinking, you know, I have failed so much in the past that I'm certain I'm going to fail again. But what we, like you say, what we fail to realize is it's not up to us. And and God will prove himself faithful. And then we end up saying stuff like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry I doubted you to be bigger than the boogeyman or even my own flesh. And um, so, yeah. You know, for for Angelica and and anybody who goes through this, which all of us as Christians do, um, you've got to get to the place where you understand that God is bigger than your inadequacies. 
And while we've failed in the past, he never has. And what we've got to do is get on board with his thing Mm -hmm. rather than trying to get him on board with our thing. That's when we run into difficulties. And so what we pray is we can, with thanksgiving, with grateful hearts, make our requests known to God. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But we've got to be able to say at the end of every prayer is, nevertheless, thy will, not my will be done. And there are times when intentionally Jesus will let us get a little off course um, just to show us that he's got us covered. And really, there's just no pressure. This this step of faith, um, while it's scary from a worldly perspective, and while I'm aware there are people who think I'm absolutely insane, um, the, the, the pressure is not on me. This is something that he's called us to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it's his to build or to blow up. And I can't thwart his plans. I can only thwart his plans for me by not being obedient, by not trusting him. Yeah, yeah. I remember when <clears throat> when we I were thinking. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh honey, I'm, you're still here. I'm Hi, sorry, baby. Angelica. I just thought you hung up. What's uh, up? Me too. No, I've been listening this whole time. Um, okay. So one, one more thing that, I don't know, you you kind of said it, but I guess it's not sticking with me. It's something I've been struggling with the past week, and I, I don't know if I can get an answer. I've been trying to read the Bible and trying to hear God's word, but I feel like I don't have enough faith for him to do what he needs to do in me. And, um, and I've been going to church, and, I, and, I, and I've been going up trying to make sure that I'm saved because somewhere in me, the, the devil is telling me that I'm not saved and that I'm still, I'm not going to make it to heaven, and I'm not gonna, God's not going to finish his work in me. And I don't know how to cast those thoughts aside because every time I try, it just comes back stronger and harder. And I feel like I'm, I, I don't, I don't, this is not really a question, but um, it, it's something, I just want confirmation from God that I have enough faith for him to do a working, like my heart is right, like I'm craving God's presence, I'm craving for him to, to finish the work that he started in me with my kids and with everything he wants me to do, I just don't know if I can do it. You know? Yeah. You, you, you can't do it, Angelica. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things to remember. He, he is the one who will do the work. And I think the more we try to prove that we've got faith, remember, I told you earlier that the, the, the faith is a gift from God and the gifts God gives are wonderful and they are complete. So there's nothing lacking at all in the faith that he's given you. Now, what you've got to realize is that it's going to take some time for you to grow in your faith. In the gospel, uh, or not the gospel, but the the epistle to the Romans, in Romans chapter 1, Paul says, For in the gospel a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, or from faith to faith. And the idea there is that our faith continually grows. So don't put pressure on yourself. That's the enemy who's trying to, to steal from you what God is doing. And um, um, just let yourself enjoy what God is doing. He doesn't intend for your walk to be a burden. He doesn't intend for you uh, to be perfect. He has no expectations, the expectations that you do. Just enjoy his presence. And it's in his presence that you're going to find the joy. It's in his presence you're going to find the peace that passes understanding. And so um, you've got to rid yourself completely of the idea that somehow this depends on you and you have to attain or achieve a certain level of faith to be pleasing to God. He loves you. He is crazy about you. And the one thing that I don't think most new believers really understand is that this time in your walk with the Lord is, is like you're starting this wonderful adventure. And you don't have the answers, and God is going to show them to you. He's going to show off for you and through you. And in the process of that, your faith will grow. But you haven't been saved very long, so learn to enjoy what God has done instead of letting the enemy cause you to focus on what you haven't done yet. And when you mess up, God's not surprised. 
God doesn't say, well, you know, I thought I was smarter than I should have chosen somebody else. God simply knows that this is the process that you're going through, and he's teaching you to learn to trust him. And when you learn to trust him, you'll get to a place uh, in the near future where you understand that your freedom is freedom from worry, freedom from fear, and freedom from trying to measure up. Remember, Paul was reading to me today out of Galatians, and Paul was scolding them. I'm not scolding you at all, but Paul was scolding the whole foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? You started well, but you're finishing poorly. What started in the spirit are you going to finish in the, in the flesh? And what we want to do is, is avoid the enemy who wants us to come to God in our own strength. Instead, we just need to realize we have none. Now, you've been saved a short time. I've been saved this month 31 years. And I realize I have nothing to offer Jesus. And yet, by trusting him and following him, he does marvelous things through me. And you know what? At times, he even makes it look like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I don't know what I'm doing. I just... I'm like a little kid, mm-hmm. you know. It'd be like it'd be like your twins, uh, angelic. It'd be like them um, uh, starting to bug you as soon as you know. They, as soon as they get up and can start walking around, they can't even do that yet. But but when they start up and start moving or start crawling, uh, it'd be like one of them coming and says, "Come on, where's the the car? I want a driver's license." Yeah. Um, it's not time. Yes, yeah, not time. And so these baby steps are really important for you to embrace mm-hmm. and to enjoy mm-hmm. and just sort of delight in the presence of God. Thank you, Angelic. I know you're not on the line now, but Mm -hmm. God bless. Yeah, yeah. In fact, before she asked that last question, I was thinking, she already is asking questions that I would have never thought of as a new believer as she she is. And so, praise the Lord. And and remember this, like we started the show. Yeah, um, you just asked me those questions last week. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Um, remember all of us, we we need to remember, as you said the other day, to have fresh gratitude daily. Remember all that the Lord has already done. Remember that, and then you're not so pressured um, to think you have to complete it. Um, You know what you you were saying in that story? It was a private miracle Mm -hmm. of God. It was the mom and the two boys went inside, closed the doors. I'm sure everybody outside were like, what's going on inside there? Why they got to give all of and, our jars and, and stuff? And, and the neighbors asking all these awkward questions. Mm-hmm. Well, what are they doing over there? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But they were inside with that little flask of oil that mom just kept pouring out. And her sons were watching the hand of the Lord just continue to fill up these jars, to fill up these jars, to fill up these jars. And... Just imagine, they're in there, just a thrill of, God is good, God is good, God is good, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and Mom, thank you for being faithful to send us out, because I'm sure the boys were saying, Mom, really? Come on. You know, the miracle, though, uh, the, the privacy of the miracle is important. God is showing them who he is, and, and those don't need to be public. Yeah. We don't need to go bragging about miracles or talking about miracles or chasing miracles. Um, the, the real miracles are those 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 moments when when God does something, and it's just you and Him. Yeah. And He builds your faith in that process. Mm-hmm. Hey, before I uh, we're, we're approaching three minutes, Paula, for the program, okay. so I'll let you finish uninterrupted in a moment. But we just got word that uh, the uh, Dr. Peter uh, they moved their retreat to their local church. So they're going to do it here because of the the lack of safety for for driving up there. So I feel better already. That's an answer to prayer because you prayed that this morning, and I'm sure several others did as well. Oh, thank you, Lord. See, that's one of those. Pastor Ellis, thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God bless you. Okay, Paula, you've got less than three minutes now. Mm -hmm. Be uh, brilliant. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm not no pressure on me because we know it's it's the Holy Spirit living in. So, um, but you know, we've been talking about these private miracles of God, and we all need to take time to remember 
what God has already done. And I was thinking about that today because God doesn't forget, you know, like you said, this, even the restaurant unusual kindness was on the back burner. Um, you were talking about in that study that while you were at the Calvary Chapel Bible College and you were the teacher's assistant and just correcting papers is how the Lord put the the burden for an academy on your heart. Yeah, just doing the work. Yeah, just doing the work. Just as you were going along kind of a thing. And then Malta Medical, Lord, because we started trying to go to doctor's offices and it was just, you know, you have to have a primary care and then they send you to this specialist or that specialist. Or this. And it's like... I kept thinking I'm reasonably smart and mm-hmm. I can't figure out how to go to the doctor anymore. Yeah, so that and, came about. And, and, and God said, I'll fix that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what he said. And then you were you were talking about the that the single moms are like the widows basically of the church and where to take care of them, and Manor House came along. Mm-hmm. Somebody from the church, you know, gave a house, and we were able to take care of some of these ladies and their children. And then unusual kindness. I mean, we have people who just they need somebody to do something to help them out. And that's whether they're on the street homeless or lonely. They they might have plenty of money, but they don't have family. And so here's unusual kindness. And the Lord says, you know, if you, you bless the city that you live in, in Pastor Ron, Proverbs 11.25, a generous man will himself be blessed. And God has made you a generous man, and you want to give to others what he's given to you. Thank you, sweetheart. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I hope there are more than one of you out there today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.